Episode 97, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is the talent, Weekend Trav. Ooh, ooh. You like I that? that? I don't know about that. Okay. Well, Weekend Trav, this is, like I said, episode 97. We're coming to you from Orlando, Florida, because this is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is actually Sunday, and it drops on... Wednesday morning, 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In, in the, the world. world. In the world. That is the niche. That is the demographic weekend trab. Episode 97 is all about Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. As that fight is taking place here, uh, not here, but in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena on September 17th. That's Saturday. Main card starting at 8 p.m. Supposed walkouts probably around 11 p.m. on Saturday on DAZN pay-per-view. We want to make sure we clarify that. It's DAZN pay-per-view uh so if you have the service guess what you're kicking in a little extra to watch this event and it'll be worth it we're all gonna pay for it we this, will this, i know that i will for sure this will be the trilogy matchup with uh with these two let me grab my pen here trilogy matchup between canelo alvarez and triple g we can travel we talk about other shenanigans we talk about all sorts of random stuff and some boxing included in but this has got to be it this is the main yep. part of the show we're going to talk about the meat but before we do I wanted to make sure that I wished you a, 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 a happy 69% day or weekend, I should say. This weekend commemorates in the year we are 69% of the way through the calendar year as of this weekend. What a wonderful stat. You know, so, so gentlemen, just allow me to tell you that this is where we're at. Uh, this weekend in September. <laughs> Unfortunately, when this drops on Wednesday, we will be in the yeah. 70% range. Yeah. But as of right now, as we record, we are 69% of the way through the year. Nice. What a stat. That's, you told me that you had a fun stat. and Fact I, check it. I appreciate that. I'm pretty sure I'm right. So, uh, Weekend Trav, that being uh, the case, <laughs> let's talk about the real stuff. Let's talk about boxing. That's what people tune in for, our subscriber base. If you have yet to subscribe, do so below. We'll get to all the, that sort of stuff a little bit later on in the episode. Yes. Uh, but let's talk this big-time matchup, Weekend Trav. Canelo Alvarez taking on Triple G, the trilogy fight. Uh, Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, Saturday, September 17th, the zone pay-per-view, and go. Wow. Um, so two things to be noted is that, yes, this is the trilogy. Um, the first one, they ruled a draw. The second one, they ruled a majority decision for Canelo. And then this third one is going to be in the super middleweight division, mm. not the middleweight division. The mm -hmm. first two are in the middleweight division. So normally tri trilogies happen in the same weight class normally, mm -hmm. but this one's a little bit different. Uh, so Triple G's willing to come up because that dude will fight anybody anywhere. Another cool thing is that Triple G hasn't lost a fight since 2018, and that was to Canelo Alvarez. Right. So all he's done is one. He's one, two, three. Three of the four fights have ended in knockout. Yeah, there was a poet that once said that all I do is win, win, win no matter what. <laughs> That's a good poet. Yeah. Okay. So keep on going. Yeah, so this is a – a lot of people think that because Triple G – let's see, Triple G is now 40 years old. Mm -hmm. um, but we, I saw his last fight, and it wasn't like crazy impressive, but he got the guy out of there. So he got the guy out of there in the ninth round. It mm -hmm. is what it is. Um, Ryan Morata in Super Arena in Saitama. It was like Japan or something, right? Something crazy like that. Anyway, I like the fight still. Mm -hmm. Most people are just like, 
I think it's going to be a close fight again, though. Those two, I don't think either one of those guys blow each other out. However, a lot of people are thinking that Canelo is going to try to knock out Triple G. Um, and I think he is going to try to knock him out. I just don't think he's going to be able to knock him out. Now, do you think it's just because he's coming off the heels of that loss to Bilal? Is that uh, he has something to prove? I think not just that. I think he does have something to prove because the first two Triple G fights, one, they ruled it a draw. A lot of people thought Triple G won the first when they called it a draw. Mm. The second one was super close as well. Um, I had Triple or I had uh, Canelo winning barely, mm -hmm. but I think Canelo is going to try to really, really separate himself from that whole fight because that's the one fight that canelo had before anybody else it was really really close right the fight that in, nobody was really competing with canelo yeah except triple g at that point yeah i mean for triple g's record these are the only two blemishes on that record he's 42 one and one so the one and the uh and the draw the draw and the one loss yep both being canelo so 37 knockouts for triple g if you're not familiar with him uh just a casual boxing fan look it up go on youtube or rumble look up some video content this is a real deal fighter. Yes, 40 years old, but as we've seen with sports medicine, there's a lot of fighters oh, yeah. now that can fight into their 40s oh, yeah. and even 70s, just like we saw in the heavyweights <laughs> uh, recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. Luis Ortiz. Luis King Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know what's good is we don't have a fact checker in here right now, but I think that I could probably come close to saying this and being true. Triple, or Triple G has an 84% KO percentage. I know that number is right, but I'm, what I want to say is I think that's got to be one of the highest of any champion right now, mm. not a heavyweight. Okay. A non-heavyweight champion, that's got to be up there. Because I'm just going to say you're it's right. It's insane. I'm going to say you're right. And you know, if I get enough people to say that I'm right, mm -hmm. then it's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, that's the way it works nowadays. Isn't that how if, that if, it works? If, if you get into your echo chamber and somebody tells you, yeah, I agree with you. No, you're right. You get enough people saying that and it becomes a fact. So I'm going to start recruiting people when we get off of here on our Instagram page, yeah. Rangham and Travis Hartman. I'm going to let all of them know that we're going to take a poll yeah. and I need them to vote yes. Yeah. That he is the highest KO percentage of any other non-heavyweight fighter. Yeah, that's and right. And that's going to be right. We are going to petition to get this to be a fact. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Even if it's not. Yeah, because, I mean, 30% of the time, you're right every time. 60% <laughs> of the time, it works every, every time. time. Sex Panther. So this um, is, it's, <clears throat> and you're right, though, too. The only blemish on Triple G's record is he's 42-1-1. One one. It's mm -hmm. a draw and a loss with Canelo Alvarez. So this is a pretty exciting weekend, Trav. Not only the fact that it's these two two studs of the of these, I guess you can call it one division, but you know yeah. Canelo obviously travels around a little bit. But this is to be the undisputed super middleweight champ of the world as well. Yep. So that makes it even more exciting. This was already going to be a massive draw. This is already yep. going to be a big pay-per-view hit. People are going to want to watch this no matter what. Tune in. But now there's gold on the line too. And to me, I like that. That makes it a little more palatable and even more interesting for me as as a sports fan. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that it's so it's a it's the undisputed title because it's all four of the major titles: IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO. And Canelo had won that when he beat Caleb Plant, right. who had the only sole one left, right. and he won it off of him. And then Canelo, as you all know. He is coming off of a loss to Dimitri Bival, where he went up to light heavyweight and tried to fight for the WBA Super World Light Heavyweight title, and he lost a mm -hmm, decision. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people think that that could play a part in this fight, and I think it could, but I think that great fighters, just like any great athlete, when they have a setback, they usually, nine times out of ten, come back even better. Well, let's talk mindset then, Weekend Trav, and let's start with Triple G. Uh, his mindset going into this fight this weekend, 
If you're Triple G, where's where's your headspace? You know what? I think his headspace is probably good, but I think all of his last fights after the first, the, the the last uh, loss to Canelo. All he's been doing is trying to work his way back up to fight Canelo. Mm-hmm. He's not cared about anything else. He's wanted that fight back from literally from the day after they made that decision. He's like, I want to fight him again. We, well, you got to imagine that's, this. that's all he hears about every time he fights. So I'm wondering in my head, though, is if he's just been so mundane in his head that he's been waiting so long, so long, so long. He's just getting so impatient now mm. that maybe he does make some mistakes because he's been tra- he's wanted this fight for a while. Mm-hmm. And fair enough, he, you know, he deserved it for sure. That's why this fight's happening. They, this is a deserved trilogy that does need to happen for sure. But I think his headspace is going to be good. He's coming off wins, but I think his wins have been they've been a little ho-hum because he hasn't had a dance partner like Canelo sure. to get up for. And There's not many knows, out there like that. Yeah, I mean, if anybody knows about any of these top fighters, once you get to that level, you need a, a challenge to get up for. And I'm sorry, but Ryan Murat, Murata is not a challenge for Triple G to get up for. He still managed to get up for it and obviously stop the guy, but it's just I don't think he's had a challenge in front of him anywhere near what Canelo was. So his training has not – there's no way his training has been phenomenal leading up to all those fights um, because he's literally not have a Canelo in front of him. Right, right. But now he does. So then take me through the headspace, the mindset of what you where you think Canelo Alvarez is at uh, when it comes into coming into this weekend, this fight. Given everything that yeah. we've seen from him – you know, fighting everybody too. I mean, both of these guys fight everybody, but where Canelo has been over the past couple of years and also hearing the murmurs of the past two fights with him, did he win that one? Yeah, yeah. Another one was a draw. Okay, yada, yep. yada. So where is Canelo Alvarez's mind space, his head space at leading into this weekend? I mean, if you really want to think about it, he's got a lot of baggage in there because he did fight Triple G twice, mm-hmm. never once really conclusively beat him mm-hmm. in a lot of people's minds. Not mine. I actually think he did win the second one. Um, but And then also, not only that, B-Money, he barely beats him, and then he goes, and now his last fight, he lost to Bival, where he jumped up and tried to dare to be great. And he got knocked down a peg because he lost that fight. Yeah. Fair and square, he lost that fight. Um, so his headspace could be a little wishy-washy. However, it could be just the opposite, too, where this is a legacy fight for him. Mm. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he does. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think that after losing to Bival, I think now he's like, I got a lot to prove. And you know what? I, I've said this many times on the show, too. Fans are crazy. And fans only remember the last thing you did. Okay? Because I had a friend come up to me and literally tell me, so do you think Canelo's done? And I'm like, he 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 lost to Baval, who was undefeated, light heavyweight. Right. Like, what do you mean? Do you I think Canelo's 32 years old? The guy's in his prime still. I'm like, no, he's not done. So Canelo's hearing those murmurs too. I promise you, there's a lot of people around him that it's in the headlines. You got to read it eventually. Yeah. There's people out there like, oh, is Canelo done? Is this this? I'm like, listen, the guy's 32 years old. He dared to be great. He turned pro at 100, uh, below 140, yeah. and he went up to 175, yep. and he lost the decision on points. It's not terrible. So I think he's fighting for a lot. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, Okay. and I think that is, I think he wants to go out there and prove something, but I do think he's got to be careful because Triple G can fight, okay? Yeah. And not only can Triple G fight, Triple G's got one of the best chins in boxing. That guy used to spar with heavyweights. He can take a shot. So uh, before, that's why I don't think he's getting knocked out. So before going, before going to my next question to you with regard to this fight, let me go through some numbers. Let me go through the Vegas numbers for everybody at home. As of as of right now, as of Sunday, 
It looks like Canelo Alvarez minus 600 favorite. That's a big favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Triple G being a plus 400. Looks like 10.5 rounds is the line in the sand. Uh, it's going to the distance. And, um, and that is what Vegas is telling us. And there's other props and stuff like that. But those are the main numbers. It looks like Canelo Alvarez, massive favorite. Fight 10.5 rounds out of the 12 weekend draft. Given that information, yeah. given everything you've said, which fighter has the most pressure on them? I think Canelo does, and I think, but I think he invites pressure. Pre- pressure is a privilege, and I think he knows that, and I think he welcomes it. I think he's got a lot of pressure on him because he's a great fighter, and I think he's fighting for legacy. So that's why, yes, I think he's got a massive amount of pressure. Triple G, he, he's fighting on house money right now yeah. because he's 40 years old. If he loses, people are just going to be like, oh, well, you know, he was 40. He's probably about done. So I think he's got the least amount of pressure. You know, he doesn't have much to prove. You know what you need to make a diamond week in Trav? Pressure. Pressure. Yeah, yeah, we learned that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, it, but it's, I, 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 I like the fight. I, I like all the things that are going into it. I like the, the mindset. I like how they have both have co- are coming into this third fight, and they've already kind of set off on their own little trajectory away from each other, and mm-hmm. now it's kind of coming back, and I kind of like that. It, it makes for a nice little, I think, explosion, because this could be, triple g's last hurrah as well that's why i think he is he's going into this fight i think with the easiest um of pressure so that was my my follow-up question to all of that is this one way or another triple g's last fight well i think if he wins no i think if he wins i think we could see a fourth fight because Mm. i think it would make sense because technically it was a draw canelo won if triple g wins it's still one to one if triple g wins this right you need a fourth fight so I wouldn't be surprised, and if that happened, I wouldn't be surprised if that fourth fight happened pretty fast this time, within mm. six months. So, no, I don't think he, if he wins, I don't think he retires at all. I think Triple G, he's one of those old-school throwback fighters that this guy, he still looks in, in good shape. Well, he's he got that you. baby face, too, and the guy is, he's a beast. Yeah. But to be fair, how accurate do we know as Kazakhstan's uh, birth certificates? Who knows if he's that age either? Yeah, we don't know. Kazakhstan's a weird place. Uh, we can travel. If he loses, does he hang up the gloves? I think he should. Mm-hmm. I think he should. I think that, in, and I'm only saying that because he's done such a great career that I don't want to see him lose to anybody else. Sure. If he loses to Canelo, right off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. But you could, because you could. His career is a Hall of Fame career. The only people he lost to in his whole career was Canelo. Yeah. He beat everybody else, literally. So I think that, yeah, I think he should retire. Or maybe have a going away fight against, you know, a, a Joker. But I think that's dangerous too because you don't get up for those fights. Just, yeah, I, I think so just be done with it. And yeah. I'm talking real retirement, not Tyson Fury retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying real retirement. If you lose this fight, Triple G, you heard it from Weekend Trav, but you're hearing it from B-Money. If you lose this fight... One way or another, if it's a great fight, goes to the decision, or if it's just an overwhelming loss, I say, great time to hang him up. Because who else would you want to go out into the sunset fighting against? Other than the guy who put the two blemishes on your record, and that you gave him one of his draws as well on his record, and it's just been a warfare between the two of you guys when you get in the ring. That's the best way to retire. I would say even stretch to say one this as well, Weekend Trav. If If I'm Triple G and I win... And maybe because I'm not the boxing competitor, uh, have that spirit, I guess. I might even consider I'm going out on top and let that be the question mark for everybody for the rest of time. Who would have won the fourth? That so that if if this only was like legacy and just whatever else on that, yes. But they're gonna throw so so much much money money. at Triple G that it would be. I would tell him, "You're dumb. 
fight again yeah. <laughs> and then ride off. But there's going to be a lot of money involved in this fight too, obviously. Um, I don't know what the guaranteed purses are, but I know Canelo's has got to be up there. It's got to be over $30 million because I know that he turned a deal down with DAZN a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and they were paying him like $32 million to fight. And he said, no, I'm going to go out on my own now. So I'm pretty sure he's making a lot. Um, but back to the fight a little bit. I, I like this fight because I, I saw the first two fights. Canelo kept getting better. Mm-hmm. The first fight, he obviously they, they scored a draw. A lot of people thought he lost. The second fight, he fought massively better. And Triple G didn't fight worse by no means at all. I think he fought the same level that he fought the first fight. It's just Canelo fought a little bit better. Started a little sooner. Actually was bullying Triple G and backing him up, which is actually odd because Triple G usually backs everybody up. So he was backing. So I think we're going to see a similar thing. I think we're going to see even a little bit better of a Canelo. I think he's going to be a little bit busier. He's going to pick up that pressure a little bit because he did get a little confidence and realize that, hey, you know what? I can take uh, Triple G's best punch because Uh he did. A couple of those fights, you want to see some replays of some of those fights, some of those punches that Triple G landed on Canelo. I was like, oh, my God. And Canelo literally goes, and, like, fires right back. And I was like, nobody does that to Triple G. That's why he has, like, 83% knockout ratio because his power is... It's real. It's not just fluff. It's real. And you His still think a few, and, and let's say that can, continues to happen in this fight, or a few years after that point, Canelo's now. He's not old, but he's thirty-two. Mm-hmm. It, do you think he still sustains the same kind of damage if that's what happens in this fight? Can he still keep pressing forward like he did in the prior? You mean if they fight again after this one? No, no. I'm saying in this fight, if it's a, if it's a similar situation, can he still eat all that pain, eat all those punches? I mean, that's what we're, we're going to see because even though he is only 32, Canelo's had what 57, it's a 59, lot. 60 There's something a lot pro of wear fights. And tear. That is a lot. It's more than Triple G, and Triple G hasn't really been in some wars, and and Canelo has been in some really and long talking, brutal fights. And we're talking not only just the a number of fights, but the weight changes yeah. and all the stuff that goes into that. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I think the most that that affects you the most on weight change is when you come back down though. Mm. And that's when you see a lot of guys like Roy Jones Jr. did it. He went all the way up to heavyweight mm-hmm. and then he came all the way back down to I think light heavyweight, which is a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like twenty five pounds. And that's when he's seen him getting knocked out by knocked out by Antonio Tarver, like knocked out cold. And yeah. then later on get knocked out again by Glenkoff Johnson. So I, I think Canelo is is gonna be okay in that realm because he's only been going up and up and even though he's this fight is at 168 he just fought at 175 that's not that big of a fluctuation that i think it's going to be a massive difference on his body however do you remember we found out that information that before the Bival fight he turned vegan yeah, yeah so when you start messing around with the chemicals in your body and your diet in your body that you've never touched uh in, in a way like that mm-hmm. for that many years in your career Maybe we could see something different with his body, and maybe we could see how he doesn't absorb punches as, as good anymore. Maybe we see him fade a little bit. Maybe it wasn't the vegan diet because he 100% faded in about the ninth round of that Bavall fight. We're, we're blaming the vegan diet, but maybe it wasn't. Uh, maybe Canelo's slowing down. I think he was that also absorbing a lot of punishment from oh, a guy was, that was sure. bigger than him. For sure. Um, and, and speaking of, I mean, listen, that's not a big difference, but two inches on height, that's a big difference. That can be a big difference. Oh, with Bavall, you're saying, right? No, no, I'm saying with Triple G. Triple oh, G's. List says five ten, whereas yeah. uh, Canelo is five eight. Yep. You know, Canelo's always looks smaller than the other guy in the rings with him. Uh, but he's wide now, though. He's yeah. just so wide now. So it'll be. It's an interesting uh, uh, matchup, ladies and gentlemen, to 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 watch this fight. Even though, yes, odds favorite is uh, is Canelo. 
there's just a lot of storyline to this that makes it very compelling, I should yeah. say, to the to the sports fan, not just boxing fan, but sports fan. Um, uh, you know, whether or not there could be an upset here. I don't know. I, I, I'm not in the upset, upset camp with this one. Uh, I think uh, Canelo takes his victory. But uh, we'll do a prediction video odds, later, though. The odds obviously don't mean crap because Canelo is a massive favorite fighting Bival. Yeah. Upset. I just think, yeah, yeah. This one feels a little different to me. It, it, it is different, obviously. Yeah, because there wasn't enough ring. respect given to Bival on that, and there should have been. They're giving Canelo a lot of respect on this one against Triple G, though, so they yeah. must think Triple G is faded. Yeah, it's probably also because they've seen the two in the ring before together. So unless game plans are wildly different, which they won't be. Yeah, there's no sense in that. You're not going to. These guys no. have shared the ring for what 24 rounds now. Yeah, they're, you're not going to see anything new get thrown in there. If anything, it's just going to be somebody's going to be a little bit busier. But there's not going to be any tricks up the sleeves. Correct. These guys are savvy veterans. They don't have these new trick. They're not a new trick pony. Yeah, we know what they do. We know what they see do. Somebody well. switching stances. And yeah, exactly. Crap. And yeah. these guys are going to do what they did last time. It's just they're just trying to do it a little better this time. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we can travel. That's the Saturday. Pretty excited for it. It's a good matchup. Uh, once again, to zone pay-per-view, Canelo Alvarez, Triple G. Uh, and that's on September 17th, Saturday. Main card starts at 8 p.m. Uh, walkout for the main event should be around 11 p.m., give or take a little bit. To zone pay-per-view, okay? And that's for the undisputed super middleweight titles. Uh, mindset's a big deal here going into this fight for both of those guys. Uh, I think we can travel throughout his actual prediction at the end of this week. So be uh, tuned in to the YouTube or the Rumbles on everywhere else that we post. If you have yet to subscribe to our channel or our show, please do so below. Hit the bell icon if you're on YouTube so you're notified when that content drops, when that prediction video drops, and everything else that we put out there as well. And uh, go ahead and like this video while you're at it uh we do appreciate it man i'm looking at the undercard of those fights yep. for the canelo fight and yeah. <laughs> it's not really appetizing no, no although there's one fight that actually that i would like to i encourage everybody to actually watch is gabe Rosado versus ali akhmedov mm-hmm. um gabe Rosado mm-hmm. is always mm-hmm. in exciting fights mm-hmm. he's actually the champ ibf north american super middleweight champ um it's a vacant title um it was vacant i think when he won it but anyway He's a good fighter, and he's always like in exciting fights. So I, I I challenge people to actually look for that fight. It's in the like I said, the super middleweight division, and he's a super fan friendly fighter. Like he's a blood and guts type of yeah. warrior. So that's the only honest, the only undercard that I it'll really. Be, it'll be recommend. entertaining one way or another. Eight fights. It'll be entertaining one one way or another. So uh, definitely tune in. I think uh, some of it will probably be on normal zone if you have that subscription Ooh. service. But the main card starts at eight p.m. That's the pay per view. There's another one that I have a little history with. Is this um, Austin Williams? He's eleven and zero middleweight. His last fight, he knocked out Cordell Booker, who was seventeen and zero. Cordell Booker, I fought him in the pros. Yeah. This dude's a beast, okay? Austin Williams knocked him out in the first round. So that's another little a sleeper fight that I would say to watch. You got two fights in there, Gabe Rosado and now this Austin Williams fight. That's a sleeper fight. I think that could be fan-friendly, and he could burst onto the scene with something crazy because this guy's got insane knockout power. He's fighting a decent guy, Kieran Conway. So um, I, I think... That's an interesting fight as well. So you're telling me I should look at those fights for my uh, addiction? I yes, have. I but mean, I'm, no, I don't have a gambling addiction. Austin and, Williams is. My and and once again, we don't give 
specific advice when it comes to gambling. And if you feel like you do have a problem, please contact a service or a hotline that to discuss that vice with you. We just tell you what's on the internet folks, uh, with, have fun. with regard to it, have some fun. Um, <clears throat> we can trap. So that's the fight. We're going to do the prediction video later this week. And, um, and I think it's time to move on to just an update. The ladies who were supposed to fight over this past weekend in London, because Queen Elizabeth passed away at the ripe old age of 96, they did delay pre- pretty much every sporting event that was yeah. tied to London and, and England, and that included the ladies' card uh, there that had Clarissa Shields as well as... Um, Savannah Marshall, there you go. Savannah Marshall, Michaela Mayer, yeah, Alicia Baumgartner. Yeah, so that all got pushed out to, I think... When is that? October. They're they're saying tentatively right now. They're saying October fifteenth. Yeah. So once again, this gets dragged out, and we have to hear them all complain to one another. Blah blah blah. As if Some we the, don't get that in every <laughs> other aspect of life. Uh, Some complaint. of the trash talking was pretty funny, though. It could be but that back and forth between Michaela Mayer. Is it? It's Mayer. Michaela it's Mayer. Mayer and Baumgartner was pretty funny. The but, tweets they exchanged. But back. you know what? And we had this conversation a couple days ago. Don't disrespect someone's pay. Yeah, and Michaela Mayer did that. And I I think, and I still believe this, I think that comes back to bite you in the ass later. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, wouldn't use, I would not comment on somebody's pay, especially you're a woman boxer right now. You're trying to fight for women's pay, and now you're making fun of another woman boxer, calling her a broke bee. Like, come on now. Exactly. Your trash talking's been funny. Might have crossed the line. Yeah. Don't don't talk about the pay, especially on the women's sports yeah, things. Like they're just you fighting know, for their pay right now. You're now you're making fun of her pay. Well, why don't you give her some of your money then? See, like when I talk about the WNBA, I'm not making fun. I'm drawing attention to the fact that they make considerably less money because the viewership is so horrible and the attendance is so horrible, and that's why they make such a less amount of money versus the men because you know that's where the advertisement dollars were flows where, to where, the NBA. Where was that meme at? I, I think it was, uh, and I think it's true. It, it said uh, Stephen A. Smith makes twelve million dollars a year. The entire WNBA like does twelve million dollars yeah. a year, and I was like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's anyway. So that is updated. That's going to be, I guess, October, November. They're saying October 15th is the possible day. They haven't, it's going to be on the zone still. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll keep following that. We'll update you on our page for we, sure. But. We, we have a, uh, we have heavyweight drama, you know, going back and forth between Tyson Fury and Eddie Hearns camp. No drama. That fight's set. No. Did they, they didn't set a date. No, they didn't set a date, but they also agreed to terms, which was pretty cool. We can Trav. I've been in this game yeah, a long right. time in, yeah. in this boxing podcast game, and so have you. We know for a fact. 97 episodes. Unless you show me the doc with your signature on it, yeah. all of it's talk. Actually, it doesn't mean anything to me until I see him step in the until ring. Until you because, actually start punching each other. Yes, because yeah. we, as we've noticed, the UFC just this weekend, they were signing the dotted papers. Dude. Chiminoff comes in the, the weight seven and a half pounds more. Was this... It just felt all a little too easy, didn't it? Yeah. Them readjusting yeah. two main fights yeah. on that card last second, and especially with two dudes that were having a lot of internet war with one another. It that just was, felt yeah, it was, a it was little put together. And seven and a half pounds overweight. Is a big overweight. Huge. And they claimed that the doctor said that he was cutting weight and he couldn't cut it anymore. So I'm like, okay, well, if the doctors knew it the day before... Why didn't Dana White didn't know? He was just as surprised as anybody, or, too. Or how about a week out? The camp didn't have an idea? Yeah. It was, Come on. That's BS. That's unprofessional. I actually am upset that Dana White even let the Chuminov guy fight. I would not have rematched him. I'd have said, you're done, buddy. Get out of here. But, you know. And I'd have paid the other guy and said, you're not so fighting he, But here. here's the thing. So that gave Diaz a great exit fight. 
from yeah. the UFC against um, gosh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, which is kind of what everyone wanted to see that one anyways instead. I didn't get to watch it, but I talked to some people. They said they thought that Ferguson was winning that fight until the submission. But that's, how D- that's sometimes what happens with a Diaz fight. Yeah. He found a submission. He won it. And you know what? He gets to ride off into the sunset, and it, it's a little more, you know, shake hands at the end and the post-presser post yeah. and all that stuff. So, you know, it just, it just felt like, hmm, yeah, does this feel too. like it just kind of worked out perfectly? Yeah, I don't know, though, because the the before the way—I know it was actual weigh-ins, wasn't it? Or the night before they did the presser, and they had to cancel the presser. And Dana White was like, this is the first time I've ever had to do it because there were some fights different. It a... wasn't the main event of somebody else. I know, but it's just, it but just it felt weird. seems. But that's the first time he's ever had to do that. He even said, he was like, I, I don't, he's like, I'm in shock right now, but this is, we're having to cancel the event or the, the, the night, which is that press conference. We're canceling right, it. Right. Nobody can come out here because there's some stuff in the back. It just it all felt, weird felt a little weird, right? <laughs> Like, excuse me. There's other yeah, reasons. I felt, weird. I felt like there was other reasons for that because they've had yeah. big explosions in the back before. Now I don't know if it would have affected like the the timeline of press conferences stuff yeah, like that. I but if you remember years ago, Conor McGregor and his camp had a beef with somebody and they threw one of them guardrails into a bus and all sorts of yeah. stuff. And there was like potential to get yeah. arrested. Got- oh, that was the uh, the uh, the the oh my gosh, the really good guy he lost to, the Eagle was his name. I don't know. Oh my but God, retired undefeated. So really? Oh, so name. you're telling me because there's a little scrap in the background? Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. What was Something just doesn't feel right about that. But ultimately, I think they, they did what they do, and they put together a pretty good card. And the, yeah, they the, rallied. The main event for Diaz made more sense, and I think it gave him the opportunity, which he took advantage of, won by submission, his final fight there in the UFC, yeah. supposedly, for now. And now maybe moving on to boxing, which... If you fight somebody that's a purist, your stance isn't going to work well. Uh, Jake Paul, I can see that. We've fight been talking happening. about that for a while. I think that actually, if Jake Paul gets past um, his next fight, which is when is that? October twenty fifteenth, isn't it? No, no, it's just the end of October. It's like the 29th or something. I think. Oh, I'll look that up while you talk. Yeah. So then, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if he gets past that guy, uh, the Spider Silva. I think the Nate Diaz fight makes sense, and I actually think it would sell Phoenix, October, 29th. October 29th. Yeah, yeah. And, and I could have looked at my papers. Right that's now. when Jake Paul is fighting uh, Anderson Silva. But to be fair, I'm not kidding. I think, I actually think that fight makes sense. It's another good building fight no. for Jake Paul. You know what it makes? And Nate Diaz is going to no. put up a fight. Here's a. I'm going to tell you right now what makes sense for Jake Paul in his career. Who cares if people say you haven't fought a real boxer? Just keep fighting these guys. Keep making money, bro. Cash Just those checks. Just make your whole career. Cash those checks. Your whole career is this. You know, a guy who ended up being a sideshow but made a whole entire career of his of his professional boxing career was um, Butterbean. Eric yeah. Esch. He fought one, I think, 10 or 12-round fight. But other than that, he, they called him the king of the four-rounders. Yeah. And he went across the country. Fighting, I think he had like 70 or 80 pro fights, and he was making really good money. He's not making Jake Paul money, but he made a side shot of it. They used him for a little storyline in WWF. Yeah. Yeah, where they were trying to do their own little boxing tournament. I remember because I was a kid watching this. I was a teenager watching this. And so they they had Butterbean fight the guy who won like the internal championship. Butterbean, and it ended up being a real boxing match at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Butterbean knocked him out in like the first like 15 seconds. Dude could punch. Like like, legit, like. You never heard of that guy ever again. That, yeah. that one thing. Knocked him um, into another, another planet. But Jake Paul, just do that. Who cares if you never have the IBF and WBO and all this? Who cares if you never have that gold? And like I've said from the beginning, he's just building his career right now. I think until he gets to about 10 wins, 
it doesn't really matter who he well, fights as long as it sells. Yes, that's what I mean. I just but he doesn't have to fight. If you have the better gambling thing that's starting to pick up steam, oh, yeah. which B-E-T-R. We'll, we'll talk about that in a better. second. Uh, between that, the MVP, the promotion company, all these things, you have all this. Then who gives a crap? Just keep fighting these guys. Dude, he's a showman. He's a, he's an entertainer, and I'm, I, I, just, I, don't I can't see, fault it. I don't want to see him. Once again, the most boring fights for him would have been the, the real boxers. boxers. Yeah, this is very true. Do that's, I want to see him fight some stud up-and-coming guy that's 10-0? No. No. No, because it might hurt him. Maybe. And it's not interesting. It's just not interesting. I think that I think you're right, man. Like we're getting into that bracket with him now, where it's just like you know what? Like Anderson Silva is a good fight for those. It's a very interesting fight. Yes. Nate Diaz would be a very platinum. Mike Perry would be it. He's one hundred percent. I got his next three opponents lined up right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Anderson Silva who he's fighting. Yep. Nate Diaz. Yep. If he beats them all, obviously yep. platinum. Mike Perry. Boom. I got your next. That's for the next year. That'll get him by a year yeah. of fights. Right there, you got your cards, and and we're not trying to discredit those at all. Those opponents, no, not even those are be hard great fights. fights. I just said they have. You did. <laughs> those are hard <laughs> fights. That out. Okay, but I'm sorry for all the the, the boxing purists, and we, and we love boxing. Obviously, we have a podcast that talks about hundred percent purists. For yeah. everyone that complains about Jake Paul and boxing, okay, do you really want to see this guy become a legitimate guy, become a legitimate rank guy? You want Jake Paul to show up on the rankings somewhere? Seriously. I mean, think, of what you're, think of what you're complaining about. Listen, anytime we've ever talked about Jake Paul here, I haven't put him up there with like the elites, like the Canelos, not. like the, even the Ryan Garcias. And all. I haven't. Never. We discuss him and who he's fighting. And it deserves to be talked about because the kid's done a great job at marketing because he makes purist boxing programs, either podcasts or TV. Yes talk about him yes we you have to talk about him because he is doing something and there are and he's captivating and it's not just an event with one fight there yeah. is an event with like six or seven other fights and, and he, he does bring in do legit fighters in on most of those two there's some weird fights too but most of them are legit or working with the serrano sisters or at least one of them at this point yeah. uh, i mean listen stop complaining about this guy boxing people accept it Don't because watch it. All of a sudden, do you want him to start stringing together a bunch of boxers, like actual and beating actual boxers and beating beating guys that are they they've trained their whole life to do this? Yeah. Do you I mean, want I, that to happen because he has the money to pour into his own training program? Yeah. He doesn't have to starve like these guys starve. He doesn't have to sell tickets like these guys sell tickets. He has every advantage right now because of the money flow, and that's fine. I'm not hating on that. Do you want him to become a legitimate? boxing superstar stop complaining about it. just let him fight these guys yeah well i mean eventually he's gonna have to try that and then it'll what'll happen will happen it'll weed himself out okay when he does eventually because he claims that he doesn't tend to do that i think he's stupid if he does that in my personal opinion business-wise because of the reasons i just said do you know how much money he can make let's just say those fighters anderson silva nate diaz and platinum mike perry let's just say a couple of those fights happen to be really close and a weird decision happens boom get a rematch then now you're set for the next year and a half of fights and big paychecks it's all about extending your your life as a pro entertainer yeah okay the more paychecks you get the better yeah so Extend your career by fighting these guys. Why not? And Why then, not? and then, you know what? If you do feel like you're, you, you want to jump into that real boxing scene, then go for it. But I, I don't think he should right now. Yeah, it's entertaining. No, all it's those fights you just mentioned are very entertaining. very entertaining. He could also lose those fights, he could. which makes it even more entertaining. So I, I think his next three fights should be those fights. And if he does that, I'm going to take credit for it. 
There you go. You heard it here first. Well, maybe not first, but you've heard it here. It better be first. Okay. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Second place is the first <laughs> loser. Hell, Ricky, that don't even make sense. You can be second. <laughs> you can be, you can third. be third. <laughs> okay, weekend draft. So <clears throat> that seems to be it on the boxing agenda, really. Um, yeah, there's a when you have a blockbuster fight like a, a Canelo Alvarez versus a Triple G, nothing else really matters. And you're actually pretty dumb if you want to go yeah. up against promoters. Those clear the calendar. They please. do. Yeah, clear. If it. anything's going to happen, they're going to do some stuff the night before, possibly like on a ESPN Plus card or something like that. They probably are Smart already Friday, have that yeah. scheduled, yeah. and they will. They'll capture that audience um, on the Friday because they're waiting for the the mm-hmm. Canelo fight. But other than that, if you're fighting Saturday night, September seventeenth, or something overseas, and you're not getting yeah, watched on that on that side of the pond. Unless you're fighting at five p.m. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. otherwise, you're not getting watched. He's he, he is he is the cash cow of prof- not just prof- he's the cash cow of combat sports. Rightfully so. Period. Yeah. Canelo Alvarez hands down makes more money even than heavyweights makes more money than any boxer mm-hmm. any combat sports brings in the ratings sells the pay per views more mm-hmm. than UFC more than bare knuckle even all of those Canelo's the cash cow right now and he deserves that because he's earned it by fighting tough fights and now he's squaring off again at another fight that is an extremely tough fight that. He really could have been like, oh, you know what? I beat you. I don't need to fight you. But he's fighting him again. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good legacy fight. We can try. Final thoughts. That's it. I think you're right. What you just said, this is a legacy fight. Those fights turn out to be a lot on the line. Not a belt. Not the money. At this point, Canelo's made so much money that it's not the money. Obviously, he loves it still, clearly. But it's legacy. That makes for a really, really interesting, gritty just like get down and dirty dog fight. And, yeah. and that's what we want to see. And I think the fans want to see that. And I think you're in for a really good fight because Canelo's going to try to bring it to Triple G. Mm-hmm. He is. So I think that when boxers fight for legacy, and literally he's leaving a legacy now. He's 32 years old. His, all of his, I could say that he's he's at his peak still probably, you could say that, but he's more towards the end of his career. Sure. He's closer towards the end than he was at the beginning, okay? So, and he easily could retire in the next couple of years. So, if you get a chance to watch Canelo right now, watch him Do because it. he might not be around much longer. Do it. And this fight will 100% deliver. Yeah. The first two did, this one will yeah. too. I mean, if you think about it, think about talk about to old school fans of boxing, old school uh, people. They're like, man, yeah, we we saw Ali, or yeah. you know, even as we were growing up, we saw. The, you mentioned a couple names earlier, but even like the likes of a Tyson, like all these exciting yeah. Roy fights. Jones Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson, Jr., Floyd Mayweather, we you know, Delahoy, all, all these guys. I mean, it's this is one of those. If you had a Mount Rushmore of guys, Canelo is one of the faces on. He's that. probably going to be on there. Yeah, um, he's so, got he's got to win these fights still. He's yeah. got to win these fights still. He's got to win this Hall fight. Hall of Fame career, bar none. But you know, to me, the way I see it, most of the pressure on that fight is on him. So um, I agree. Final thought on my side is, you know what? I, we we have a lot of fun here on the show. We talk about, you know, this is 69% of the way through the year, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this, to me, Weekend Travel is one of the best times of year because pro football is back. As you know, I love pro football. Uh, but it's also, today is a date that I think just kind of got lost in the shuffle as time has worn on. Uh, so we're filming this on Sunday, which happens to be September 11th. And as as many of our listeners know, and hopefully and if you were alive, because some people think about it. I know. They lot, weren't even alive at this point. September kids- 11th. 2001 was you know the date uh 21 years ago 21 years ago uh the uh uh, basically the terrorist attack on new york city and the twin towers which are no longer there and all sorts of stuff just a crazy crazy event and so for me this date is always 
special, not for great reasons, but the fact that I, I, I like to reflect and remember uh, not not all the negativity, but also from our country and our nation and our people groups, how something so horrible brought us all together yep. for a season. Yep. And and I, I, I hate the fact that tragedy is t- what tends to bind us all together in that sort of a fashion, um, you know, and hopefully that doesn't take something like that again to be the case. But those were days where, uh, you know, I really wish we can go back to yeah. as a society where love for your neighbor and for each other and yourself and for the common man and just, um, you know, what which was, which was all bred off of such a horrific, horrific situation of uh, September 11th. So that is today. Uh, this drops on Wednesday, which so that'll be already in the memory banks. But uh, I don't forget We Can Trav. I remember. I, I reflect. I think you're right. Uh, I remember that time frame, and I remember uh, we had a Republican president, George Bush, but that was the time I remember when politics didn't, didn't matter. matter. It was everybody was just like, I got good, I'm literally getting goosebumps talking about that. But everybody was like, we're banding together now. Our country essentially got attacked. So everybody was like, you know what? It's us versus them now. It's not Democrats versus Republicans. It's us Americans yes. versus whoever knocked these powers and, down. And, and listen, and we could we could talk to anybody on different sides of the aisle and things like that. There were a lot of bad things that were the result of that event yeah. politically and yeah. government-wise and things that we did as a nation afterwards that I don't agree with, even yeah. as a Republican, yeah. various warfares, things like that, privacy issues. Uh, but ultimately, when you get back to it, get back to the heart of the matter— it was our nation, our our fellow man, our neighbors under attack, and it was the nation and even the, a lot of the globe rallying to yep. each other. Yep. And you know what? I just my prayer for humanity is that we see that again, but not as a result of something so devastating. Yep. Um, and this is something I think we need. That's my final thought. God, Sign my name on it. God bless, man. Man. All right. So. Thank you once again to our subscriber base. Thank you to IF Enterprises and to TH Boxing and Goldstream Financial to be being our media partners. And if you have yet to subscribe or like the content below, please do consider it on YouTube, Rumble. If you're listening to us on the audio sources, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all that stuff, we are out there. We appreciate the feedback and support. Follow our Instagram page, Facebook, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. You can find us. Um, and that is that. Did I miss anything? You got it all. I got it all. That over there is Weekend Traff. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. the pretty man. Mm. <laughs> I like it. God bless.